You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue podcast, episode number 58. You know who's super cool? It's you, my longtime listener. Thank you so much for your continued support. Now, for all first-time listeners, welcome. I hope you enjoy this episode as well as all my past episodes. Whether you're listening from your car or while working out, my guests and I want to thank each of you for being a part of something positive. Now, would it be okay if your friends knew about this podcast? If so, share it with them. Let's keep this movement growing. Now on to the show. It's another excellent day. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast. The one podcast that everyone agrees and says has the best fitness, nutrition, and healthy lifestyle advice in the world. And now your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys, Eric Sue here. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. We have a super cool registered dietitian with us today. Her name is Jackie King. We'll be talking about healthy and convenient eating plans for diabetics and diabetes in general. So without any delay, let me introduce you all to Jackie. Jackie, are you ready to make it happen? Yes, I am. I'm here. (laughs) Awesome. Jackie is a registered dietitian, certified diabetes educator, and a fellow in the American or in the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. She has worked at Rush Presbyterian St. Luke's Medical Center in Chicago, Illinois, and Northwestern Memorial Hospital in Chicago, Illinois, where she worked as the research dietitian in the Diabetes and Pregnancy Center. She received her bachelor's degree in medical dietetics at University of Illinois at Chicago and her master's degree in nutrition and food science at Northern Illinois in DeKalb, Illinois. She has she has a busy nutrition counseling business in Glenview, Illinois. She sees private patients, consults to corporate health programs, and works with numerous businesses on nutrition issues. Jackie, that was just a little bit about who you are. I know you have a lot more to share with us. Could you share with us who you are and how you got started? Well, I it, it's kind of an um, interesting kind of a round circle of how I wound up being a dietitian because originally I wanted to be a dentist and I got into the idea and actually had talked to the dean at Northwestern's uh, dental school and asked him if he would be interested in somebody with a nutrition degree applying and he basically said, you get a nutrition degree and I will save you a spot at our dental school. However, when I got to University of Illinois at Chicago, I loved the nutrition so much that I decided that I wanted to be a dietitian and go into private practice. Pretty much like dentistry, it gives you a little bit of flexibility. You can do speaking and writing and um, have patient care as well because I really wanted that one-on-one. So that's pretty much how I wound up in nutrition rather than dentistry and then I wound up marrying a dentist so (laughs) I got actually two birds with one stone right the best of both worlds (laughs) right you got it excellent awesome and and so I know um, you wanted to share um, with me a little bit more and I hope you're ready for this it's called what's one cool or unique fact about yourself Okay, um, just one. Okay, a few. <laughs> I've had di- Okay, well, I've had diabetes for over 50 years, and 
I've done actually a pretty good job with it. I have two children. I went through two very difficult pregnancies, but I got through them. I was one of the first patients on a glucose monitor machine. And now I have three grandchildren. So, you know, I've done very well. I travel a lot and I keep myself busy. I exercise and I'm doing great. So I think it shows that if you really watch your diabetes and take care of yourself, you can take advantage of of a long and happy life. Awesome. And actually, I would just say in my experience, I can't really tell if someone has diabetes or not. Is is that sort of, um, you know, the, the issue as well? Well, I think that that's one thing that as a person with diabetes, um, it, it is considered a disability, but it's not like being in a wheelchair or having um, some type of assistive device that you need to use except for an insulin pump. So people generally don't know that you have diabetes. I do wear an insulin pump, so sometimes you'll hear sounds coming, uh, beeps and uh, different types of tunes, but in general, it's something that people won't even know about yeah you know as i was going to say i, I kind of remember when uh, i was growing up i had a, a classmate in elementary school who would have uh, these episodes and um i can remember our teachers telling us oh he's just you know he needs some sugar or something and uh right and that was, right. that was sort of my introduction to diabetes and didn't really understand it. But uh, for those who, who need to understand what diabetes really is, there's two types, right? Can you go into that real quick? Well, there's type 1, and only 10% of all people with diabetes have type 1 diabetes like I do. And we are prone to having low blood sugar um, episodes like you described. The thing that's kind of good nowadays is that with the insulin pump, it does have a monitor on it. So it gives you your blood glucose throughout the day. So if you're starting to head downwards, you can generally grab some food before you go too low and are having really severe problems. And then we have the other type, which is type 2, and 90% of people with diabetes have type 2 diabetes. These individuals are generally overweight and one of the things that they really need to be watching is losing that weight, getting exercise up, and minimizing their chances of developing the diabetes complications that we all hear about all the time. You know, amputations, there's really no reason for that if you're in good control, eye problems, and also kidney problems. Right. Excellent. Good explanation. Um, So I know you're really passionate about uh, this topic of diabetes. Um, you've written a book, uh, a book that um, we'll go over a little bit as well. Um, I'm, I'm wondering, can you share with our audience a little bit more about how to eat healthy and this convenient eating plan that you um, have uh, uh, developed? Okay. Well, I think it's always re- important to keep in mind that diet is the most difficult aspect of diabetes care. Uh, The research studies have um, concluded talking to participants in them that 
individuals do find diet to be very, very difficult. And because it's so difficult, it's very important to make sure that you're getting in touch with a registered dietitian as soon as you get that diagnosis. And if you can find somebody who's a certified diabetes educator, so much the better, because those of us with that certification have more experience dealing with people. We've been carefully um, uh, examined. We have to take an exam every five years, and we have to have continuing education every five years. We have to have a certain amount of credits, and we also need to have a certain amount of hours before we are able to be certified. So that's something that I think is important. Diet is not real easy. It can be complicated for people. Um, One of the things with my book, Too Busy to Diet, it is a weight loss guide. It also is a guide to healthy eating. In our book, we do have many quick and easy ideas for breakfast, lunch, and dinners, and also snacks. We have meal plans in the back of the book that make it easy. But the thing about it is is that individuals with diabetes need to know basically what their meal plan is. It doesn't mean that this is written in stone, but that if you look at a meal plan in a magazine, let's say, or even in our book, you would have somewhat of an idea of how much protein you should be eating and how much starch and how large of a piece of fruit you should be eating so that you're staying within a certain amount of carbohydrate at each of your meals. Because if you don't, you can wind up having very high blood sugars for certain portions of the day. So one of the reasons why I did write the book is with today's busy world, we have so many things that we have to do. And when you add up the added issues dealing with the diabetes, we wanted to make sure that not only could the average everyday person use the book and benefit from it, but also those with diabetes. Because like in my case today, my I had to change my infusion set for my insulin pump. And then I had to also change um, the self-glucose monitoring aspect of my pump. So you're adding all these little details to your day. So you don't want to have to really worry about your diet as well. So you want to have quick, easy, convenient ways to eat healthfully and also um, following your meal plan. I guess the best thing that you could really think of when you're putting meals together is that you should have a protein at every meal and in particular lean protein with the diabetes. So many of individuals with diabetes also have issues with high cholesterol. Mm. So that's something you would want to keep in mind. And then you should have some carbohydrate. It A lot of people think that because you have diabetes, you can't eat carbs, and that's a problem food. It it isn't a problem food if you're watching the kind of carbs that you're eating and also the amounts. So that's something that you have to keep in mind. And we like to make sure that people are having a vegetable at every meal. Even sometimes, we don't even think about it, 
But I've done a lot of traveling in a lot of the countries in Europe. They do have vegetables at breakfast. And I really started to like the whole idea of incorporating vegetables into the meal. And then rounding off the meal with a fruit serving. Because if you add fruit and vegetables together, it increases your fiber content. And that will make you feel fuller to the next meal. And it'll also help you to smooth out your blood sugars with the increased fiber content. So that's basically what I encourage people to do is try to make sure that their meals have all of those components and then making sure also that throughout the day you're getting enough dairy. Again, a registered dietitian can help you figure out a really adequate meal plan look over, do you need to be watching your blood pressure? Do you need to watch your cholesterol? And also, are you getting enough calcium in your diet because osteoporosis is such a problem in the United States in particular. It's the seventh uh, greatest health risk in this country. Excellent. Thank you, Jackie. That was a very educational. And, uh, you know, you, you shared a lot of information there. And I just maybe wanted to dissect that a little bit and say, um, is this book a general uh, information book or is it specific to athletes, specific to moms, specific to is it is it specific to certain groups? Well, I think it is applicable to a lot of different people. I think in terms of moms, it can be a great book for somebody who's just had a baby or an individual who's getting married because you want to make sure that you're healthy before you get married and continue that into your marriage. So it would be great for a woman that's starting to um, work on their wedding preparations, somebody that's having a baby, because you want quick and easy ideas. Once you have a baby, you've got to accommodate that new little person into your lifestyle. And it's often difficult when you're first doing that. So the book does help you with some quick and easy ideas for your dinner meals in particular, and things that you can put together quickly for breakfast and lunch. I think it's great for seniors because seniors um, oftentimes are just eating husband and wife without their family, and it's hard to really think about things that are quick and easy that don't take forever. And we all often think that seniors are not that busy, but knowing from my experience with my parents and my in-laws, they tend to be busier nowadays than in years past just with all the different activities. I think athletes can use it as well, and kids going off to college. A lot of times when you go away to college, you really don't know how to manage your eating. There's information about alcohol and what the goal should be for how much you should be drinking, the calorie levels, and how to handle alcohol responsibly. So I think it's really a good overall book for anybody that's interested in losing weight or staying healthy and fit. Excellent. Very good. Very good. I was going to say that uh, a lot of my audiences in their 30s or 40s and possibly 50s. Um, however, this is applicable to, to all types of people who are looking for uh, general health as well as to understand how to eat healthier and, and conveniently. Um, not to That's give right. 
and and not to give away that the whole secrets of the book, if you will, but could you describe a, a meal plan for breakfast, lunch, and dinner real quick? Well, for breakfast, I think it's always important because most of us Monday through Friday are running around uh, getting ready for work or school. And generally, I would always consider having a couple of starch servings. That could be a cup and a half of dry cereal. Try to make sure that there's less than six grams of sugar in that cereal. Or you could have an English muffin, or you could have two waffles, or you could have a cup of hot cereal. And then a piece of fresh fruit would be good. I would also try to incorporate uh, a glass of milk or a yogurt serving or a slice of cheese. So you've got your protein or some individuals might just like to have a couple slices of toast with a glass of milk and an egg. But again, trying to make sure you're getting that carbohydrate, fruit serving and a protein at the meal and trying to incorporate a calcium rich food as well. Excellent. Very good. I like that idea of, of uh, having something convenient because those are all very convenient foods and uh, easy to, to maintain as well for freshness, I think. So very good. Um, so as far as, you know, your book and, and where people can find it, uh, what, what platforms is it on? Okay, you can order the book at Amazon.com. And it does come in paperback and also Kindle forms. We wanted something that people could just throw in their backpack or their diaper bag or their briefcase. So it is a smaller size. And it's just very quick and easy to pick up when you have a couple moments. If you're interested in, in let's say, energy bars, you can just spin through the book. In the front, tells you what page it's on. And then the information is there. We tried to use a lot of charts, a lot of tables, because it's easier to look at the information in that form. And we didn't really want people to have to read the book from cover to cover, but to be able to pick it up in your free moments. Excellent. So, um, oh, it's on what what uh, websites, or is it on um, through your own website? Well. Okay, I have a couple of websites. I'm on Nutra Dynamics, which is N-U-T-R-A-D-Y-N-A-M-I-C-S dot com. And I do have a website, TooBusyToDiet.com. I'm on Facebook, and if you go on Facebook, we have a lot of nutrition information on there, quick and easy recipes that you can make and information about things that are out in the media and are the latest research in the nutrition area. We do try to incorporate things about diabetes as much as we can because so many people with diabetes are looking for new and creative ways of handling their diet. Excellent. Um, you know, this is very, um, uh, appropriate. I think, um, we're in the holiday season. Thanksgiving is literally tomorrow as we record this. And, um, you know, a lot of people might be thinking, oh, can I eat, you know, as I want? Or should I watch what I eat? And how would you advise people through these uh, days, holidays specifically? 
Well, one of the things that I would really suggest people to do is go to our Facebook, Too Busy to Diet, and of course, like our page if you can. And we actually have come up with some ideas of what you can do for the holidays. We have a whole section on tips for how to eat and cut your calories for Thanksgiving. Uh, We have a great thing that I got from Pinterest. I just absolutely love it, where if you're not sure of what appetizers your host is going to be having, you can put together a vegetable turkey where you're actually making um, a turkey figure out of vegetables and then have a lower calorie type dip. So that's really your safe appetizer uh, to eat before the meal. And basically, there's really no reason to even have appetizers if you're serving the meal at, at your home because it's just one more thing to add. But I think the vegetable idea really works. You could also, for dessert, have uh, apple slices, cut up those. And again, there's pictures on the website that show a turkey apple slice um, dessert where you could actually have a little bit of caramel dip and you should be able to calculate that into your diet. There's recipes for how to make a lower calorie green bean casserole and also there's some information on a lower calorie mashed potato um, by dish because Part of the problem with Thanksgiving is you have all these starchy side dishes. You have sweet potatoes, you have mashed potatoes, and you have also the stuffing. And the thing that I really try to point out to people is mashed potatoes you can really have any time of the year. The one thing that you probably will not be getting, and if you like it, is the stuffing. I always tend to save up my carb choice for the stuffing and just eat a couple tablespoons of the mashed potatoes and sweet potatoes because those are items that I can get anytime. There's also a way that you can make uh, mashed potatoes with cauliflower, and that will cut the carb down quite a bit. So I think that's pretty easy. And then remember, too, that turkey is a very low-fat, low-calorie meat that is extremely easy to incorporate into the Thanksgiving meals. So I don't think that that's much of a problem. I usually suggest to people that they cut down their calories at lunchtime, maybe have a half a sandwich or a big bowl of soup. And then of course, have a piece of fresh fruit. And that will hold them over to later in the day. And they'll have some extra calories to play around with at that dinner meal. So, you know, again, when I'm working with my patients, we Try to, try to strategize and really pre-plan your day. And I think pre-planning is the most important thing when you're trying to deal with eating out or dealing with the holidays or any time where you're eating is not the regular Monday to Friday. And of course, one of the biggest things for the holidays is making sure you're incorporating exercise into your daily schedule because it's a great stress reducer and it helps with keeping your weight in check over the holidays. Absolutely, great advice. Um, on the activity side of things, I'm pretty sure we could talk and talk about that and all the benefits. Um, 
would you be able to um, shed some light on the issue of is diabetes reversible? Okay. With uh, type 1 diabetes, the type that I have, it isn't reversible. At least it isn't right now, but there's a lot of research going on. There are individuals who've had pancreatic transplants and they're doing quite well with a reversal of the diabetes. You still have to watch yourself very carefully, but many of these individuals have been able to resume their past feeding habits with no real difficulty. People with type 2 diabetes or your individuals with prediabetes, I always tell individuals that have found out that they have prediabetes that it's like a red light shining um, or going off. And if you can deal with the higher blood sugars, you should be able to at least keep the diabetes or the potential for diabetes in check. And um, if you can keep your weight at a normal level, you should again be able to ward off developing diabetes. For individuals who have had the diabetes, the type 2 people, uh, individuals who've had it for many years, you have to remember that the longer you have it, the more there's a chance that your um, pancreatic uh, beta cells, which is where the insulin is made, uh, start to poop out. So eventually we imagine that a lot of people with the type 2 diabetes that are either watching their diets or using oral medication may progress to insulin. So again, you may be able to ward up diabetes with the prediabetes, but uh, generally, if you have type 2, it's not going to be reversible. Hmm. So I was going to say that a lot of my audience, as well as those future audience people who are listening to this, um, they want to, I guess, have some hope with this situation. And um, in your experience, it's probably not going to be in the near future to be able to reverse in, in, until technology has advanced. Is that what you're saying? Pretty much. I think that uh, researchers are getting closer and closer for the type 1 patients. I think with the population at large, the incidence of diabetes is increasing rapidly. And that is due to the fact that individuals in this country are more and more likely to be obese. If we can keep our weights in check, there's really no reason to expect that you will develop diabetes because it's really a disease of individuals who have too many fat cells on board. And when you have too much fat on board, it's very difficult to utilize the insulin in your body. So if you can keep that weight in check, you should be able to um, keep yourself in check and also, in many cases, not go on to develop diabetes. Very good advice. Very good. Speaking of advice, uh, would you have three amazing fitness tips or health and wellness tips you could share with our audience if you haven't already shared it with us? Well, I think probably one of the most important things is to always make sure that you're eating breakfast. Breakfast is, uh, when you think of the meaning of the word, break the fast. You've 
fasted for many, many hours. And when you get up in the morning, the most important thing is to re-nourish yourself. Our metabolic rate is the highest in the morning. So when you're eating, generally, your biggest meal should be your breakfast. And if you can eat your largest meal at breakfast time, you're going to be in a lot better shape. I have noted over the years that people that do not eat breakfast tend to have the worst problems for um, becoming obese. So I would really watch um, making sure that you get that in. The other thing is making sure you get exercise in. I would suggest trying to get it in daily because, again, it'll keep you healthier, more fit, reduce your stress, and just give you an overall sense of well-being. And then make sure that you're not eating the majority of your calories at uh, dinner time through the evening. Because again, like breakfast, um, you have your highest metabolic rate at that time. At dinner time and through the rest of the evening, your body is starting to slow down. So your metabolic rate gets slower at that time of the day. And if you eat most of your calories, then you're going to tend to not be able to burn them off. And you've got to remember also that those calories that you're eating later in the day, oftentimes when you get home from work, you'll hit the door and you'll start eating. And a lot of times it's better just to go to bed rather than letting that food keep you awake. Because when you eat later in the evening, you tend to stay awake and really you should be getting ready to uh, rest and get ready for the next day. Great tips, great tips. And, uh, you know, um, we're getting to the end of the show and, um, you know, that that not to eat late uh, topic, I get asked a lot and, and um, a lot of my clients are like, well, I'm just so hungry and, and things like that. I'm sure you have an answer for that um, and maybe we'll have to save it as a teaser for, uh, future podcast, but um, great, great uh, tips, you know, breakfast, exercising, and not eating too late. So very good tips. Um, I just have, you know, how do people get a hold of you, Jackie? And do you have any last piece of suggestion or advice? Okay. Um, individuals can always go to my website, NutraDynamics.com. You can get in touch with me at my um, book website, which is toobusytodiet.com. And then my email address is dietking1 at comcast.net. And my phone number is 847-729-3438. The 3438 is actually diet, but um, so it keeps you um, remembering the whole idea of diet. I think in terms of a quick, easy um, suggestion for what you need to do with your uh, dietary or nutrition habits is to try to just make sure that you're always striving towards your ideal body weight. We're seeing that more and more that obesity is going to increase your risk of diabetes and Seeing that November is Diabetes Month, we want to caution people to keep their weight in check and to get that exercise in because it's going to help you lead a healthy and fruitful life. 
So I wish you all a happy Thanksgiving and also um, a great rest of the year. Thank you so much. Awesome, Jackie. Very good, very good and impactful information, educational. I know my listeners will love this. I'll make sure that all those details that you said about how to get a hold of you will be in the show notes. So I wanted to thank you again for this time. You've been very, very helpful and informational. So I, I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving as well, and I'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks so much, Eric. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to ericwsue.com for full recaps of every show and Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living life is waiting for you, so stay active and be safe.